to the NAESV Principal Podcast. My name is Rachel George, and I'm an educational leader in Oregon and also an NAESP fellow. And my name is Adam Welcome. I'm an educator in California and a fellow with NAESP in the Innovation Center. Woohoo, Adam, you said it quickly, you said it promptly and accurately <laughs> on NAESP. So hats off to you. So um, to all of our listeners out there, Adam and I are just, again, always super excited to bring you all this episode of the NAESP Principal Podcast so we can talk about real ideas with amazing principles, which we have a fantastic gem with us today, all with the purpose to help make your leadership stronger and more innovative. Super excited. My my friend, our friend, Dr. Jenny Hayes from Missouri, if you are on Twitter, like most people are, go to Twitter right now, Jenny with an I, Hayes, E-D-U. Hopefully it'll be linked in the show notes as well. Jenny is just always positive and awesome on Twitter and social media, just like in real life, which is always fun. Jenny, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Super duper excited. Jenny, what are you most excited about right now in education? Um, I think right now what I'm most excited about is seeing the amount of intentionality that's going into our social emotional learning. I think people are finally realizing that it's a need um, and it's kind of been a buzzword in education for a little bit. But now some people are putting resources behind it and we're seeing more people actually intentionally um you know, meeting that catchphrase Maslow before bloom, you know, you've got to re- meet their, their emotional needs before they can actually learn anything. And so that's probably what I'm most excited about is that people are putting some action behind those words. Yeah. So like kind of follow up on that. I feel like there's so many programs out there. I see like this program, that program, this program, like what is the balance of like a research-based program and then things that you just do every day in your school in Missouri that basically anybody in the world can do? Is there a balance? I mean, how do you talk about them with your staff? Do you think about them? Could you, do you have any ideas for the people that are listening right now? I think the biggest thing is, is to make sure that your staff feels like they have tools. Like we all love kids. We all got into this job because we love children and we love, you know, watching them learn and, and seeing that excitement about those kinds of about, you know, learn, learning new things. But um, so as long as you have people that love kids, um, the tools that go with it are just an extra step. They're that like next piece. And I think when we start empowering teachers with those tools, like we use zones of regulation. So we talk a lot about what zone are you in? And I know that's been around for a while and we're not by any means doing anything new, but just making sure that everybody who comes into our building has that language. And so we have it up for our counselors that are outside counselors that come in. We have it up in that counseling room so they can teach the kids that language too um, when they're in a calm state. And so just making sure that everybody has those same tools on board is, is most important. And so programs, yes, no, love kids first. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please. Right. Well, because I think people can get so like down and like the, oh, wait, where's the program? I haven't been trained yet. But like, hey, like you said, you you love kids. That's why you're here. Think about it, but maybe don't overthink it. And here's the things that you can do. Okay, I have another follow up question. Sorry, Rachel. How much how much continuity do you have between the elementary and the secondary? Because I feel like that's also a big gap, too, where they'll get the language K-5 and then. 612 obviously the kids are older uh, you know they're more mature in some ways they're different but in your district or just in your travels because i you know you, you're very connected and know a lot of people jenny what kind of continuity do you see between them k-12 and does there need to be continuity um actually yes um we have a, we're a character strong district and so our whole district k-12 is character strong and we 
learned about that from going to outside council, outside schools and conferences and networking um, and meeting Houston Craft and John Norland at an at an outside conference and then bringing that back. Um, and so that that K-12 continuity is important, but you can't have so elementary and character strong as purposeful people. And so we have different character words than the high school and middle school people do. And they very intentionally design their program so people wouldn't get burnout on it. Because when you do something for 13 years, it gets a little repetitive. And so we are a part of that, but the elementary program and the middle school program and the high school program are all very much their own things. And so they're staggered to not get burnout on those character words. So yes, continuity is important of ideas and we have a hashtag Husker strong for our district. Um, and so, cause we're the Huskers. Yeah. Missouri. Yep. Mm-hmm, corn Huskers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we have that hashtag, but that, that continuity, there has to be some, some play on that to, to not get burnout. So Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Really good follow-up questions, Adam. That's fantastic. All right. So one word challenge. What's your word that you have going on right now? And then what's the why behind it? Um, okay. So I chose lift this year. Um, and I kind of, I stole this from someone on Twitter. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. But as I started thinking about that word, I was like, lift, that's good. I need to work out more, you know, but then as I started thinking about different applications to that, I was thinking, you know, what else do we lift? And so I really, you know, started applying it to a lot of different things, you know, lift my cheeks and smile, um, lift weights, lift others up, lift my attitude when I'm feeling poorly, um, lift prayers and concerns up, you know, I mean, having that just think about, you know, lifting up anything, especially when you're feeling low. I think that that lift word is important. I actually made a a graphic with a soaring bird and some mountains in the background and I'm hung it on my door. Um, so, um, just to remind myself every time I come in and out of my office, you know, are you, are you doing that lift? Oh, that's beautiful. There's a lot of research around the power of serving other people and how, when you're in moments of struggle or frustration or just really down to really kind of turn that lens outward and to go help others. And it just really shifts that perspective and mindset and really also brings a lot of happiness. So wouldn't ask me the exact research connection, but I know I've read it a lot in a lot of books, which Adam was just teasing me about reading so many books that are like self-help books. But it's okay. okay. Maybe they weren't totally well, self-help. He's giving me a funny look right now. No, well, speaking of books, when you said the word lift, Jenny, I was thinking of Melinda Gates' book, The Moment of Lift. Have oh, you read that book? That's I a haven't. great I haven't. Oh, I'll have to read it's that. So mm-hmm. good. It's really, really good. It's on sale right now on Amazon for like $9, actually, by the way. So I really enjoyed that book. Have you read it, Rachel? It sounds like you've read it. I did. I used that book um, mm-hmm. as some tips, strategies, and ideas, and just different perspective providing when Maya Lee Stolen and I wrote, she leads mm. the leadership guide to women in leadership, the guidebook, the guidebook, it's a guidebook under lead lab. It's a good guidebook. Thank you, friend. Thank you. So, Jenny, I consider you a friend of mine. I've hung out with you many times in person in a few different states, and you're always smiling. And I feel like you always have this like level of joy about you. What brings you the most joy from being a principal? And then the second part of that is what advice can you give to others who maybe have lost some of that joy as in their job as a principal, assistant principal, whoever has come across this podcast and is listening? Wow. Um, 
I think what brings me most um, from being a principal is um, the moments of growth. And that comes from students and staff. So when you see somebody grow or, or move through something difficult, um, I had a staff member last year that had a really difficult child in her room, but it really allowed her to grow as an educator um, and shift her perspective. And so watching those moments and then also, of course, watching the students and watching, you know, we get that, especially right now, we get that third quarter kind of doldrums, but also that third quarter block someone you're like, oh my gosh, you know, your first grader is like reading and you go in a room and when you watch, you know, doing observations and kids are reading to me at the beginning of the year, it was very stilted and it was difficult and it was, you know, I don't know the sight word. And then now when they're reading to me in third quarter, it's very fluent and they're very proud of themselves. And they're like, can I read to you? Can I read to you? Um, and so watching those moments of, of growth for me, I think is probably what brings me the most joy as a principal in any vein. Um, and, and I think right now for people, um, things are hard and it's easy to get bogged down in the minutia and to get in that spiral of negative talk. And so my advice is always just to find joy in the little things. Um, so whether that's putting on some music when your kids walk in in the morning, um, making sure you get at least 10 hugs a day, that's always my goal. I get 10 hugs before 8 a.m. Um, and so finding those small moments of joy, um, the kiddo who finally is, his mom is not walking him in anymore. He's able to use the car rider line independently. And he's so proud of himself. Um, that seems very small, but um, uh, celebrating that and finding those moments um, just where you can celebrate every little thing uh, brings joy back to what we do um, because the big things are heavy. And so sometimes you have to focus on the little things to be joyful. Oh, that's the truth. I think being intentional about looking for the joy is huge. Um, very, very powerful. I loved the 10 hugs a day. You're the first person I've ever heard be like super intentional. I've heard of like principals saying, I'm going to give five compliments or five, like five affirmations. But, you know, let's be honest. When you talk about the five love languages and the languages of appreciation at work, or I see and hear you and connect with you, there's a big aspect of touch with that. And especially depending on your student population and um, some of that background. So I'm going to steal that. Um, hopefully I'm not going to be the creeper as I move from elementary building to elementary building, but um, I'm sure that you were glad when maybe the six feet separation between people kind of went away a little bit, if that has been your goal. So that was thank hard. You, thank you. I bet. You know, yeah. my friend Kate Barker felt the same way because um, she is a huge hugger and she just really struggled with a lot of that stuff. So she was glad that she could get back to hugging people and seeing their nice smiles. So, all right. this is I have a kindergartner this year, really fast. Sorry. I have oh, a kindergartner that every time she sees me, she comes mm -hmm. up and she runs up and gives me the biggest hug and she's like, I missed you. Aww. And it doesn't matter if I just saw her in the lunchroom or if I saw her you know, over the, it's been the weekend or it's the next morning, every single time she lights up with joy and she hugs me and she says, I missed you. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Doesn't this that make your my heart day. happy? Yes. Right? Like that's why we do what we do. And I think yes. that also shows the power of how important we are in our role, right. As we're role models and um, positive influences on kids. And I don't know about you, but like, when I think of those moments, it kind of brings tears to my eyes and it really motivates me to just continue to show up when it's really stinking hard at times. So, yeah. okay. Book question, dun, 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 drum roll. Um, what's your favorite educational book that you have going on right now or in the past, but what's your favorite? Um, currently I'm reading, I know that this is 
redundant maybe because I think maybe someone also else also recommended this book, but the It's Your Ship book that you guys are doing with the Center for Innovative Leadership uh, book study. Like I have just, I keep going back to it and pulling it out and I recommended it to like five people and they're like, okay, that book was awesome. What's your next book recommendation? Um, so I've, I've really identified with this book and it's not about education, but um, that it's your ship. And I, Captain Abershoff, I always say his name wrong, but I hope that that's close, but um, it is a phenomenal book. The other one I've recently just really found a lot of, oh, I'm going to pull this piece from that. I'm going to pull this just that is Think Again by Adam Grant. Um, and it's not new. Like none of my books are new, but I feel like I could find myself going back and pulling pieces out of those because they're um, relevant and um, just helpful for me. I, I identified with those books really a lot. Well, thanks for the shout out for the uh, It's Your Ship. I've read that book 15 times. I actually just gifted it to a couple of people on the East Coast because I love it so much. And it was an admin team that I, I wanted to read it and uh, they're they're diving in. So this next uh, thing is not a question. This is Jenny. This summer, July 10th to the 12th is the NASP National Conference in National Harbor, Maryland. I know we, you and I have a picture actually together from last year at the conference in louisville why should people go you know state conferences are awesome the missouri principal conference i did many many years ago it's so awesome but the national conference is just different because it brings people from all over the country um are you going why should people go talk about the conference Um, yes i am going i already have my my uh reservations figured out um and so i think that people should go because the ability to um, connect and network with people from across the country and know sometimes even at our state conferences, it's nice to not feel alone, but it's still just, it's still Missouri and there's a lot of similar mindsets. So it's good to go and get different perspectives, but also have that feeling of, of camaraderie that we're all going through the same things. And whether you live in LA or New York or small town, Missouri, there are a lot of very similar issues happening in the world. And then also to learn about some other things maybe that you wouldn't know about. And the speakers are phenomenal. Um, the quality of professional development is, is off, off the charts. Um, even I mean, we had one of our speakers last year was virtual and it was still amazing. I was Simon Sinek. Like, I can't say enough about that. Um, and so this, the quality of PD you get is just top notch. And then also you get to hang out with cool people like Adam and me and Rachel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You included me. I thought I was going to get left out. No, Rachel. <laughs> I have a picture with Rachel too. Yeah. I already booked. I booked my registration. I like filled it out. I did it this last week. And Adam, I think I sent you the link too. I don't know if you signed yes. up already. Yes. So this summer I'm in a little bit of a conundrum because my wife turns 50 on July 13th. So I, if I go, it might just be for a day because I need to go, but that's, you know, it's your family first, right? And it's my wife's 50th. So um, regardless, NAESP.org, you'll find the link, bring a friend. It's absolutely amazing. Dr. Jenny Hayes, Jenny with an I, Hayes, E-D-U on Twitter. She is smiling right now as we are talking about her. People, Jenny is the real deal. Follow her, connect with her. Jenny, thank you for being amazing. Thank you for being our friend and thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This was amazing. 